0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Creative Minds. Joining me here here today is Corey Lewis. Can you start off by introducing yourself?
1: Yes, like she said, my name is Corey Lewis. I am primary care health coach, um, behavior change enthusiast, uh, and yeah, and host of the Healthy Project podcast. I have a podcast myself.
0: That's awesome. So you talked a lot about being a primary healthcare coach, and you talked about behavioral change. Um, can you tell me a bit about behavioral change, and how do you help people change their behaviors?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm more so like, you know, a, I would say a behavior change engineer in a way. Mm. Um, I was saying that at first because it just sounded cool to say, but yeah. it, 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 <laughs> but it is <laughs> really true, you know what I mean? So I, yeah. um, I, I help people, you know, with um, who come to me with, you know, chronic disease issues or need, you know, chronic disease management or, or obesity, you know, weight issues, but I'm really helping them plan and design routines around their everyday behavior to help them change, um, change those behaviors and those routines to improve their health.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when I'm talking about behavior change, it's you know just not only you know making you eat or telling you to eat more fruits and vegetables or telling you, telling you that exercise is important and you should exercise 30 minutes a day it's helping you design those everyday habits to get you to that point so if exercise is the goal okay what are the things that we have to put into place to help making exercise getting that exercise easier Mm -hmm. so if it means you know um developing a plan around getting to bed on time or making sure your 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 tennis shoes to work out in are in a specific place so you know you know that means that it's time to exercise whatever case may be those are the um the routines that I help you know these patients build
0: but you know so whenever New Year New Year's Day comes, everyone has a set of resolutions, the things that they want to work on and how they yeah. want to improve themselves, right? So everyone is super excited that day and they're so motivated. They know what is it they need to do and they're ready for change. But then a few weeks in, they lose inspiration, they lose hope, and they just go back to the old habits and routines that they once used to do. Or even not necessarily like in a week, but maybe in a few months, they're going back to the same old habits that they once had. So how can you really get someone to transform and to change this habit and keep it permanent instead of just being short-term and temporary?
1: Very good question. So it's it's really all, first of all, those people who have those new year resolutions and they're excited about the change. I mean, that's a good thing. I want them to be excited about that change, but I think people go into it with the mindset of it's going to change automatically. Like, it's going to happen faster than it is. And then when it doesn't, when the when the new year motivation kind of wears off and they're not seeing the change that they want to see um they're just like whatever i'll wait i'll do it next year um so it's i don't want to discourage anybody from making a new year resolution but you also have to go into it um understanding that you know this is you know, changing your behavior, changing your health is going to take a lot longer than a month or two months. Like it's going to take, you know, some time because for a lot of people, um, it's not like they were starting these changes, you know, a couple months before the new year, they're like, you know what, I'm just going to do whatever I want. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And then January 1st, I'm, that's when I'm going to change. But there was no planning or there's no strategy. Like, you yeah. know, how are you going to change behavior like that? Once yeah. minute, does it doesn't really yeah. work that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. um, it, it takes some planning and it takes some time. And having that, having the mentality of, um, and I, I, a lot of people do this and, you know, I am guilty of this myself at times is kind of having what i call you know a microwave uh mindset like i need to get this i need to do it now i need to lose that 20 pounds yesterday and you you know it's just just understanding this is a this is a slow cook like it's gonna take some time
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so let's say now you you talk a lot about planning and having a strategic uh, approach into allowing yourself to still take, take, take action into improving yourself. But now let's say you have a plan and it's the execution that is, that you need to do, but it's the the execution is actually super hard to stay committed to. Like now we went from understanding you need to change and now we're kind of coming up with a plan for you to change, but now how do you commit to the plan?
1: Right. So the best way to commit to a plan, there are, there are a, a few steps or a few things that you need to
0: mm-hmm.
1: come to terms with. One mm-hmm. is, is the plan that you are trying to implement, is it right for you? Is it right for you or is it something that um, you saw on TV or you saw online or your it was your friend's plan and it worked for her, now you want to try it? So you have to really understand, okay, is this plan, is is this right for me? Is it realistic for my life? That's the first thing. The second thing is um, most people, when they plan, um, they plan too big. So that first step, you need to cut that in half in in a a sense. So to give you an example, so say someone's, their their first step is they want to start walking 10,000 steps because they heard that's, that's a good number to hit. So they got their, they got their iWatch or their yeah. iWatch. They got their Apple watch. They got yeah. their Fitbit. They're going to hit 10,000 steps every day. Yeah. When before that, they were probably averaging 1,500 steps. Mm-hmm. So if you, so if, if your goal is 10,000 steps a day, maybe cut that in half to 5,000 steps. That's still mm-hmm. a win. That's still yeah. more than maybe what you were doing. Yeah. So maybe chopping that first step in, into little incremental, you know, little goals to get to that 10,000 steps, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the issue is people don't want to start too small because they don't feel motivated by it. But, mm-hmm. you know, the research shows, you know, small behavior changes throughout, throughout, you know, time are very, they, they work. So um, trying to get through that psychological issue is is important so those yeah. first two things you know making sure the, the goal is realistic for you and making sure it's not too big are some of the best things you can do to make sure that your plan will last longer than a few months
0: you know what's fascinating I actually the episode uh, about New Year's resolution and I talk about this too so now seeing you talk about this I'm like wow okay that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. um and so so that's kind of and oh actually so how is it that you um okay so how would the person know what is right for them
1: well you know it that and that is um that takes a lot of you know being honest with yourself
0: yeah
1: right like mm-hmm. you may want to you know do some really great things in your life and this is I And this is not just health. I'm talking about any goal you may have. Mm-hmm. But you got to be honest with where you're at. You, you know what I mean? like if if your goal is to run a marathon, you know and, and that's a great goal. I want people to, hey, if that's your goal, yeah. do that. That's yeah. awesome. You can't achieve that, but make sure you you're being honest with yourself and where you're at. And if you can't if you can't walk a mile without dying, Then you gotta understand how you're going to start this thing you just know that that marathon may not happen this year it may not happen next year Mm -hmm. but you know it's all about the process i want people to understand that this is how this is how i kind of explain it to people Mm -hmm. um look at the alphabet you're starting at a right? A is your starting point. You're trying to get to Z, whatever Z is, whatever your goal is. If it's a new career, if it's losing a hundred pounds, whatever. Understand you're going to get to Z, but B, C, D, E, F, and G, everything in between is what you need to be committed to, is what you need to be excited about because that, that road or that journey in between A and Z
0: is
1: going to get you there right so you can't jump from a you can go a z you, you gotta you gotta go through the alphabet man yeah. like it's going to take some time you know what I mean and so you got to understand that that process and that journey is what's really important mm-hmm. and being honest with yourself that a will make the, it really easy to get to z mm-hmm. and it'll go it may it may feel at the at the time in the beginning that man, it's going to take me forever to get to my yeah. goal. Yeah. But if you're just focused on the process, once you get to Z and I've seen this a number of times, you know, like people start losing this weight and they're like, wow, it seems like just yesterday, I I, I, I couldn't walk without my knees hurting. Now I feel great because you weren't so focused on the goal. It was there, it was in your mind consciously, but you're focused on the process to get
0: there. Yeah. So what is one of the biggest challenges that you had with your clients that you helped them overcome?
1: So one of the biggest challenges, really, so just to give you some, some context, so I work at what's called a safety net hospital. Mm-hmm. And what that means is um, we see a lot of people that are either uninsured or underinsured, mm-hmm. and we don't turn down care for that reason. Mm-hmm. we help them get insurance and things like that um but because of that that population is primarily um you know low income low economic status um we see a lot of homeless a lot of immigrant population who when they say that they can't afford to eat well they're not just saying it as an excuse right they they have a very strict budget for their for their groceries. And to some people that I'm that I see, it's cheaper to buy a box of you know highly processed high sodium noodles mm-hmm. than it is to buy something that's whole grain or organic or whatever mm-hmm. because they're trying to feed themselves and their family. And yeah. I get it so the the biggest challenge is breaking through um that barrier of even though you're in this situation you can still make the change because a lot of these people um, and it makes sense if you're just eating a lot of crap because it's cheaper but it's, it's way unhealthier for your body these are the same people who are super obese suffering from multiple chronic diseases and they need the help the most they need to make the change the most and they just flat out don't believe they can,
0: yeah,
1: um, because of their situation. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest challenges is trying to um, find really, really simple changes they can make to to make a healthier change. We've seen, and I've seen it happen. And this is where you know I got really like I went down the behavior change rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. This population that I'm serving because you know, before in my career, before as a, um, as a health coach working mm-hmm. in corporate wellness, you know, just, just telling a employee that I was working with, Hey, you need to eat more fruits and vegetables. And they're like, Oh, you're right. Okay. I'll do that. And that was, and that was it because I worked with a lot of people that yeah. had, um, that were affluent, that had mm-hmm. money that they just weren't putting in the effort. Yeah. But now I'm working with people that if just telling them, Hey, you need to exercise more and eat more fruits and vegetables they're like, I can't, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I can't, so trying to change their behavior, ch- trying to change their mind to, you can, Yeah. And it's just going to be a, is this going to take more time, that got me really into m- different behavior change strategies, mm-hmm. and implementing different things to get them to, you know, get to one vegetable in their meal a day, you Mm -hmm. know, um, you know, fresh Mm -hmm. or frozen or whatever, whatever it could could get to.
0: So what I'm understanding is like you're getting them to change, but get the change to be slowly so that eventually they're going to get to where it's that they want to be.
1: Yes. So there's two issues with the patients I see. One is when they come to me, their health is declining drastically mm-hmm. like fast so um they they may be type 2 diabetic mm-hmm. with an a1c of like 12 or 14 like bad that's bad right mm-hmm. and in their mind they're like i need to change like they they know they need to change because their doctors told them that hey your your diabetes is out of control mm-hmm. but also on the other hand they they don't feel like they have the ability to change because of their financial situation or where they live or yeah. their um, the they don't have the ability to exercise um, go to a gym or whatever and so then not now my job is to implement strategies to on one thing okay what what can we change that's the easiest starting point mm-hmm. and for a lot of people it's a very small change but they're like hey my my blood sugar's through the roof i need to change this like sooner than later you're telling me i got to take these small steps like i don't have time yeah so it's a it's a, a battle of saying hey these small steps will you know will, will get you there you just got to mm-hmm. take time you got to be patient
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
1: eventually we, we do make some um they do see some improvements but it just takes a lot longer for mm-hmm.
0: them mm-hmm. that's awesome and i've seen a lot of your posts where you talk about self-efficacy and what do you really mean by that
1: yes i I'm, I'm so i'm so on this right now like you gotta be so self-efficacy is the confidence in yourself to be able to make a change mm-hmm. right so if like if i'm working with you and you know, you don't believe that you can make a change, Mm -hmm. any strategy or implementation or design that I plan, I give you is not going to work Mm -hmm. because you don't believe you can do it.
0: So how can you get someone to believe that they can do it?
1: And (laughs) yeah, great, great question. And I wish I had a perfect answer for that, but it's hard. Because yeah. I can say you can do it, you can do it. And they're like, maybe. Like it's, it's like it's so it's 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 not about being a cheerleader.
0: Yeah.
1: Um the the biggest, the best way to start to um, build your self-efficacy
0: mm-hmm.
1: is to take action, right? That, that is, and that's the best way, but that's also the hardest step to take. Yeah. Is so it's, it's just, it's so interesting. Like how can you get someone to take that first step, knowing they have a low self-efficacy, yes. but also knowing once they take that first step and they see a win, that will start to build that self-confidence. Yeah. And it's just getting someone to take that first step and that yes. first action step is not always going to be motivated. Like it, you gotta be, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Oh, that, and that's what's so important by small habit changes yeah. Those small habit changes will build your self-confidence like mm-hmm. hey um I had a patient that was um walking like barely walking she she was on bone on bone on her knees she was really overweight and she just had a goal she wanted to walk 1500 steps a day that was it and she yeah. was doing it She was and she was like I feel great. Like I, I'm so happy I accomplished that. You know what I mean? It's, and and you just kind of build off those little, those little wins, and they they do a they do something to you to build that self confidence. And that's why I'm so I I try to hammer that home mm-hmm. because if if you are not confident in yourself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like it's it's going to be a hard road to, mm-hmm. to do anything.
0: So can you tell me a bit more about like your journey and what got you to where you are now in terms of doing what it is that you're doing and getting to that state of mindset? Yeah.
1: So, you know, when I was in college, I was um, a clinical psychology major. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be, um, I wanted to actually be a, a child psychiatrist. That was my, um, that was my my plan. But I also, you know, being a, I was also an athlete, so I was also very into exercising, you know, make sure my nutrition was well because of my family background. You know, my, my grandmother passed away from complications with diabetes. My mom has diabetes and stage four chronic kidney disease. My, my brother has high blood pressure. I mean, I I had this family full of chronic disease, right? And I knew that was not a life I wanted to live. So I was very, um, mindful of that. And, you know, I, so I was really into nutrition and making sure I was eating the right things and exercising. So in college, you know, as, um, I did I was a research assistant for, um, the psychology lab. And I, I quickly realized that clinical psychiatry was not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, I was like, I, this is just, this is just not what I want to do. So mm-hmm. I was kind of in this crossroad, like most, like a lot of college students, like, okay, I'm going to change my major. What am I going to do? Yeah. So I took this, um, this health course and the professor of the course his name was Michael Teague. And he was a really great guy, you know, um, and I would talk to him after class and I was in his office one day and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I, I, I still want to, I was thinking about going into social work, you know, just doing like a, being a social worker. And I was like, I just don't, I don't know what I want to do and he goes, "Have you thought about um health coaching?" Yeah. Yeah, I had never heard about it. I was like, I don't even know what it is. But you know, I'm I'm willing to do anything right now. Like I, mm-hmm. I know I don't want to be a psychiatrist, right? Yeah. And um he he kind of explains it to me like, "Hey, you can you can still you're still helping people and you're still talk but you're talking about nutrition and exercise and Things like that, and I'm like, "Oh, this can kind of be cool." Mm-hmm. At the time, there was no pro, there was no health coaching program, mm-hmm. so um, it was like they so they brought a curriculum to the University of Iowa where I went, but it wasn't a department yet. So my so I pretty much had got to pick and choose from different departments what I wanted to make my health coaching degree. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of behavior change courses, you know, uh, intro to health coaching, and then. I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with being able to, it was just cool being able to help somebody figure out what they needed to do with to be healthier.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then I was like, this is it. So at the time, most health coaches were just in corporate wellness. Like, you know, if you're a health coach, you're working for a company doing employee, um, doing employee wellness. Yeah. So, um, which was great for me uh, because because of that opportunity, I was able to get um, extensive training in behavior change and weight loss. In behavior change and weight loss, uh, through Johns Hopkins. So um, that was a really good uh, experience for me because that's kind of where I started really looking into. Okay, behavior change is more than just telling somebody what to do. Mm-hmm. You can't really change somebody's behavior by saying, hey, do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because most people are going to be like, no. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Is it it easier for you to help advise people to take action than for you to implement it yourself?
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so full disclosure the same things I tell people to do.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) with and have to do myself. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, I told you, I told you before I get up pretty early, yeah. you know, I'm at, this is, this is my second cup of coffee right here, yeah. right? So I've been up for a long time, yeah. uh, but that took time for me to get up early.
0: Yeah.
1: So it wasn't until I noticed the benefit that I, I realized, okay, for me, getting up early was, was um, beneficial. Mm-hmm. So, and I, but I have to do this, the same strategies and routines to um make sure I'm getting my exercise and making sure I'm drinking plenty of water. Yeah. Or whatever the the change may be. Yeah. I have to do because I've been guilty if if one thing is off,
0: yeah,
1: I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so so do you continue with that? Are you still stuck in that process or now it's like, you know what? If I didn't do this, that's okay, then I'm going to continue to the next thing.
1: Yeah, so you know I've gotten to the point now yeah. where my I understand if if I don't get if I don't exercise tomorrow it's not the end of the world. I can do it the next day. So I do something was called um uh, if then implementation. If I do mm-hmm. this behavior, then I will do this behavior. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: if I miss my workout on Monday, mm-hmm then I will go on a walk after work. I just, you know, just some like so I have to do those things. If if I, you know, if I have, you know, a dessert or too much yeah. dessert, then I'll make sure I make a, a healthy smoothie at night or I have a, you know, a yeah. salad. Or I try to make sure if I have a negative behavior, I have a positive behavior. And you know, sometimes that doesn't work. And I'm just like, well, I'll just yeah. do it tomorrow.
0: Can you walk, th- walk me through your habits, like your daily habits that you, work, you do or work on every single day? Let's say like it's an ideal day. How, that, how would that look for you?
1: Yes. So the ideal day starts the night before for me. Okay. Okay. So I got to make sure that, you know, one, my gym bag is prepared. I have my coffee ready and I have my, my water ready. And then um, I make sure I get enough sleep, right? Mm-hmm. So sleep is very important. So when, I, so when I wake up, there is no excuse for me to not do anything. My coffee is yeah. already ready. My bag is already ready. So I, yeah. I drink my coffee. And then that's kind of like my quiet time. So I get up, pitch black, dark, um, drink my coffee, and I just have quiet time. And I think about my day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: right I almost try to think about how my day is gonna go and I'm almost like a like a you know fortune teller but it, yeah. I mean it never goes as plain in my mind yes. but you know I, I like to do that say okay I have this patient coming in you know I just try to think about how how my day is gonna flow mm-hmm. um then I you know I, I go to the gym for about an hour mm-hmm. then I go to work
0: so what time do you wake up
1: 4 30. I wake up at okay. 4:30. Um 4:30 wake up, drink my coffee for about a, for about a half hour, uh, that quiet time about a half hour hour. Um uh, depending on if I hit snooze, you know, sometimes it's 4:45 when I get up. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then so then I go to the gym around 5:30, work out until about 6:30, shower, go to work at 7. Mm-hmm. And then my my day begins, you know, and then um I try to make sure that you know I'm just not in my office all day, mm-hmm. so you know i may, I may go on a walk here and there mm-hmm. um do some stretches and then three thirty let's go home and then it's you know it's just um family time and I, I gotta make sure that i you know i'm I'm doing that whole thing mm-hmm. you know once once I clock out from work it's you know that part of my day shuts off and then the uh other part, half of my, my life is, you know, my podcast and, you know, I'm, I'm writing a book right now. So I'm, I'm focusing on that and reading. I have research papers everywhere yeah. on habits and everything and trying to, you know, just building on that. And, yeah. um, and then, yeah, and I just do it all over again.
0: <laughs> oh, so what time do you leave work?
1: 3.30, 3.30 is when I'm off of work.
0: Okay, and then you, then you come back home, you work on, so what time do you have, let's say, lunch?
1: So, lunch, I have lunch at 11 o'clock, so also, so like today,
0: so
1: today's Sunday, uh, Sunday morning here Uh in in the U.S., Uh so today I will prepare my lunch for the whole week. Okay. Right, so I I do that, and then so during the week, you know, I I have, I'm a creature of habit, right, Mm -hmm. so... Um, I have the same thing for lunch, minus, you know, I I may switch out a fruit or a vegetable. I may do, you know, uh, one day I may marinate my chicken in some other flavor than the other, but I try to be consistent with what I do for lunch. Um, And then, so I have a lunch at 11 o'clock every morning.
0: Okay. Right?
1: So. um, So
0: then when is breakfast?
1: Breakfast is, you know, breakfast is weird for me because, because i work out in the morning yeah. and i have coffee i usually don't have an appetite until later
0: okay so,
1: but i do pre- so i do prepare just in case if i'm just like i'm not going to make it to lunch i i have like an emergency protein shake in my in my office okay <laughs> so okay. okay worst case i'll have that protein shake okay. um but i usually don't have an appetite you know on the during the week like so on the weekends I, i'll have you know breakfast you know, our regular six, seven o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. during the week, during on the weekends, but yeah. during the week, you know, because of you know the coffee suppressing my appetite and then my workout routine, I don't have much of an appetite.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. So then lunch would be at eleven. Yep. And then so you say to work to like three thirty, and then when is dinner?
1: Dinner is around 5:30, five thirty, five five thirty.
0: Okay, and then. When do you sleep in order to get your your full full amount of hours sleeping and rest?
1: So I, I shut I shut the TV down and everything at eight thirty, so shut okay. down at eight thirty. Um, I have on my iPhone like it, it my sleep timer, so my do not disturb pops on. So yeah. if anybody texts me or calls me, I'm not getting it until the next day. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: um, and then I'm either you know reading a new book I got. Just trying to wind down, or just just sitting quietly in my bed, you know what yeah. I mean. And then usually I fall asleep around nine o'clock. Okay. Uh, and then, boom, do it yeah. again.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, just for everyone listening here, that's just Corey's way of doing it. You don't have to follow it, but it's just his I suggestion and uh because sometimes what happens is people listen to what people's routines and habits are and they try to implement it but it doesn't work for them and they feel bad so this is just corey's viewpoint on what works for him uh that does not need to mean that it works for you 100 percent you can take what what works for you and then learn from him basically so the final question is usually like what is your definition of success so what does success mean to you
1: um, so I knew this was coming. I've been thinking about this. All week because <laughs> yeah. Success means so many different things. And I think for me, what it boils down to is success is being grateful for what you have and understanding you can do so much more, right? So for everything I have right now and everything I've had to to do in my mind, I have been very successful. Right. And so somebody who makes a million dollars an hour may not see my life as successful, but I am so grateful for what I have because growing up, I had none of it. Right. So I'm a success to, to me and, you know, for where I was at. So now, um, in 10 years, I can look back and be like, okay, where am I a success now from where I was 10 years ago? So, 2031, you know, if I'm in the same place, there's a little bit of success because I'm alive and I'm grateful for that, but, you know, not being stagnant, you want to keep growing.
0: Yeah,
1: I want to keep growing. So, yeah. every every day, every minute you grow is a success.
0: 100% spot on. So, Thank you so much, Corey, for joining me in this episode. I really enjoyed our talk, and I hope that people listening to this can really get so much value from you. And if people were to connect with you, where should they connect with you?
1: Yeah, so you can um, – social media, you can connect with me at um, on Twitter, at Health Coach Lou, Instagram, at Health Coach Lou, um, LinkedIn, Corey Dion Lewis. Um, or you can also go to my website at healthcoachlu.com.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. And looking forward to meeting you in the very next episode.